I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're here at the Royal Marine Hotel in Dunleary here. Uh, I'm here to discuss boxing with Ireland's newest Olympian, heavyweight Jack Marley, who last week won European Games silver medal, uh, becoming the first Irish heavyweight or super heavyweight to win a major medal for 76 years since Gerardo Coleman. Jack, welcome to the Rocky Road. How are you doing? Thanks very much for having me on. Um, no, it's a pleasure. Uh, bit of a hectic week this week, but starting to settle down now. Yeah. Um, what was the homecoming like? Uh, how, how's it been seeing everybody? Oh, it was unbelievable. I didn't even expect it. And the lashings around back home um, in my home, my own home state of uh, Pierce Gardens, it was easy. I'd say 200, 200 people just flooded flooded the streets. And it was great, not just for me, but for also my club mate, Sean Mary, as well, the two of us. The same street or the same state, anyway? No, no, no. Sean would be uh, from. He's Rafa Farnham, actually, Sean. Isn't he? Yeah, Rafa Farnham, Sean. Sean, that's, that's right. Yeah. He's, he's well known by the community anyway, through the boxing club because he's been to, with Monkstown for so long. Yeah, there's two of you on, like, obviously, there's a bigger Irish team, but there's two of you guys on the journey from Monkstown, elite champions, and, uh, you know, going off to these tournaments together. You got over the line for the Olympics this week. He's got more weight to go now next year at qualifiers. Was that, did that make your achievement almost bittersweet that you're still waiting to get your pal over the line? Oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to push Sean over the line now in January. That's well, that's the first of the, of the next two qualifiers. So that's what Sean's aiming for anyway. Um, he had a tough fight against the well-experienced uh, Spaniard Molina, but um, no, no, his his time is definitely definitely coming for a qualification. Yeah, I saw some great pictures of uh, of your homecoming, like the kids out on the street, but hugs from the gra- your granddad as well as a friend. Uh, what does he mean to you and to your um, career? Brand, yeah, Brand's been a biggest supporter. Yeah, he's been there too. Through thick and thin, and plenty of plenty of uh, loans loans off Brem. Brem was the original loan shark. He was the bank. Really, and uh, and uh, when I just had to train full time and just through through the struggles, like Brem was always there. But uh, I like any other granddad. He's going to support me all the way. But he has, and um, he's, he's been there to see everything. What a week it was in Poland for the Irish boxing team. Uh, obviously led from the front again by Kelly Harrington, secured her ticket to uh, Paris. 2024 gold medal and uh, you know great leadership there I'm sure from Harrington but the rest of the team performed admirably as well to pick off a lot of medals oh Kelly's set the way by paving right through she's it's a great role model and a leader especially look to try not just to train alongside but especially in that competition environment she leads the way great all the all the women seem to because you qualified like three female boxers last week Michaela Walsh to become a two time Olympic Olympic boxer and also Eva O'Rourke who went on to also become a two week a two time Olympian with gold as well so like the, the lads are just kind of probably following and uh, trying to emulate them yeah the three amazing women last week qualified alongside myself being fancy it wasn't their first time it was every single one of them was their second to, to become a two time Olympian which is 
it's unbelievable like when, when, you, when you look at it like what's the squad dynamic like there at the minute because the women are the ones who've been there done that and the, the men on the team are generally younger guys you know coming through through the first Olympic cycle I know obviously Dean Walsh has been, has been around the block a bit a bit as well but like these are young lads and the uh, the female boxers are the, are the ones that you're trying to follow in their footsteps oh yeah 100% like they, they they're the ones with the, with, the, with the light shine on them well and truly they, they absolutely clean up at any uh, any tournament they Can't go to, to. Yeah. They they've had a good streak but anyway yeah and uh, even in the last European Championships last year they got best best country best team which was an unbelievable achievement uh, regards your own boxing career now I believe you started at the age of nine was it you walked in the doors of Monkstown what was it what was the reason you, you chose for for picking boxing were you talented at other sports first or was it always uh, was becoming a boxer the ambition I wouldn't say I was a talented footballer now but I just played a bit soccer uh, soccer yeah played a bit of soccer and um, just for the local club there uh, St. Joseph and uh, I still have a great support often this to this day uh, but I was playing football at the time when I came down to the club when I was 8 and 9 for the beginners class and all the young lads around the area was, were doing at the stage so I said I'll get in and do it but I was also a heavy kid as well so I was trying to get the weight off too that's why my dad threw me down but so some kids like yeah, I had a chat with Big Joe Egan there like he he started off in boxing because he was a big guy but he had a, when he was in England he had an Irish accent when he was in Ireland he had an English accent he was getting bullied a lot so he, he took up boxing for those reasons and then other boxers have taken it up in order to become stronger and more aggressive on the football field what, what, what was your call to the ring I guess uh, it was just to give it a shot basically just something different something different um, I just loved it ever since I went down it was just I was never afraid to take a punch really as it, even growing up but I was never afraid to, to get hurt basically like that was never the fear in the back of my mind like I just I didn't mind getting in for a scrap and uh, even before you became a boxer or once you once you put on the gloves no 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 never never without the gloves now but um, we all had we all had fights like on the green or on, on the street like <laughs> after a game of red ass yeah um, but no uh, I just fell in love with it straight away but I had tough times sure as well where I thought here I'm leaving this so this isn't for me and did being like uh, when you started off like you said you had a bit of weight to lose but did being a big kid help you initially uh, yeah kind of really um because boy fighting other other big lads I was fighting other heavy lads but I was fast for a big lad which was, which was the, the the advantage I had but um, no it helped me win my first order and anyway uh, I, was heavy, I was a heavy boy when I was 60 I won that in as when I was 11 boy one and then I didn't win my second one until I was a youth one so it was a long five, six years stretch. Years in the middle, yeah, because from what I gathered, uh, the better you got at boxing, or the fitter you became, and the better you got at boxing, you went into the pack where there was more of a talented depth, and uh, then, the, like you say, the All-Irelands dried up, and it was a struggle even to win the Dublin Leagues, I believe, uh, you know, at one stage, and you had to get to keep going back to the well. Like, it was difficult to keep going, because if you're an, an All-Ireland champion at the start, I, I imagine it feels like you're going to do it every year. No, no, it was a great start, like, it was the first for like the, to win the boy ones and then you go know, straight into to how big Irish squad training was back then like you know 
all the, the top young lads in the country coming around on a Saturday to the national stadium for squad training and you'd killing each other. We'd have two sessions on the same day. Um, you'd go in and have a big feed in between. I, you'd have about 40 minutes to recover after that and you know straight in sparring with full full stomachs of roast dinners and ice cream like club or something yeah like it's all changed now but it used to be buffet, yeah. it used to be a, a roast dinner buffet with the works and I used to give the journals as well we chose to interview a boxer and all of a sudden you know big plate in front of you oh, it, was, it was it was it was top good top for us heavyweights but not so good for the uh, for the little ones maybe no no it wasn't always a heavyweight so it was my, my first year boxing when I was I'd say 2018 no, 2019, 2019. Right. So only but you're still among the heavier weights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would have been. Yeah. You, like when you were kind of 15, 16, and you're kind of waiting to emerge back to all to being like an all Ireland champion. Obviously, there's going to be kids at your age group that are going off in European schoolboys, you know, junior junior championships and stuff like that. Who who were the best lads at your weight division, and, or not in your weight division, but just in in Ireland at the time that you were looking to? I wish uh, I could be as successful as they were. Almost, uh, even though I was losing at the time, I was still losing to the top top lads that were going away, like bringing home medals. Like I remember um, the youth, the junior cadets. So that would have been by far you won about fifteen or sixteen. I lost. Uh, I lost. Um, uh, three, I lost 3-2 split against Paddy Myers in the final he went on to bring home silver for them Europeans I remember watching watching the final the final uh, seeing him uh, no I think it was him winning the semis which was him in the, in the final and they get to get a silver and I was just, I remember I was, I was sick that day it could have been I could have been yeah just on the wrong side of the 3-2 three, three split decision like, but it's just crazy like the I think it's a it's meant to be a, a mantra of your club Monkstown is like just keep coming back win, lose or draw like you know keep coming back don't give up and uh, you will eventually get your day in the sun is that kind of something that's instilled into you? Oh, 100% the yeah the, the club like we're, we're a community like the club like it's, we're all good friends like Maybe not out. Maybe not outside the club. But I'm around the club. But we're great friends, and we always we have, a good, we have a good link. Like, so it's not all about who's winning things and who's. Because boxing has such a massive drop off, right? Doesn't it? Like, uh, I'm sure you can think back to when you're 14 or 15. Some of the most talented fighters in the country are no longer boxing. You know, they oh, went off and did their own lives or whatever. But the ones who were winning have given up. So you can imagine the ones, a lot of them who are losing. Big time, yeah. Seen again. Uh, there's been loads that dropped off not many from, from my club now a couple have dropped off but um, a lot of them still be there just just coming in or so, a lot of them are coaching now which is very good um, that, that's a great aspect if they, if they want to step away they can take up the coaching in the club but you can still stay stay involved if you get me yeah. which is which is the main thing how did it all come together for you in the end like did you keep like from struggling to win the, from all Ireland champions then struggling to win the leagues again to going back and, and start winning again around the age of 18 I believe like how did it all come together was it just persistence and patience or did you get better did you did you train harder did you have this goal obviously I know Paris 2024 has been the goal for several years no it has yeah that was that was always a goal um, it always was a goal even when I picked first picked up boxing because that was the pinnacle like even just to get on the Irish squad was obviously a, a dream but you always have to set dreams out of unimaginable like unimaginable dreams that's dreams high as you can and that's that's what I've done 
and uh, did a other obviously for young boxers you hear different fighters say like I always dreamed of the green belt WBC champion or whatever it was or, or headlined in Dublin now that could be another dream we might discuss that in a second but for other fighters they watch the Olympic Games and that's the one that they think could be me was it 2012 2016 that game or which one was inspiring you uh, I don't remember the 2018 now, so I'm six now, but it was the 2012 team that the likes of McConnell and Paddy Barnes and they were they were they were still on young 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 lads back then. But that was the I remember watching watching them like watching John John Evan against um, Luke Campbell in the final. Like I remember watching that fight back and just thinking like that's good. That's what I that's what I, that's what I want to be like. What a championships he had in 2012! Unbelievable. Being the Cuban in the semis, to yeah, the Mexican Oscar Valdez, yeah, uh, I think he beat the Kazakhstan fighter as well. So he was great. But no, as as long as I can remember, like the Olympian Olympics was the dream. Like, and over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of worries that the Olympics wouldn't, that boxing would be excluded from the Olympics. Did you ever? start to think oh no this could affect my goal the thing I've worked my entire life for or did you were the team always focused to keep the head down keep going for your goals I did yeah there was plenty of doubts around through my mind like I, some, I doubted myself sometimes thinking like if I had a bad day training or sparring or if I, if I just wasn't able to pick, like, pick up on something that I kept on making a mistake I was like is Paris too soon or are we going to have to look at LA is it too far um, will it will it boxing even still be in the game for them? Will it still be in the game? It will it still even like be be as recognised as did, it is. Did you keep uh, did you keep up to date with the, the political story as it developed, or did you try and just ignore it though? No, no, I just tried to ignore it. Like, I'd see, I'm sure people ask you about it all the time. Like you're a boxer, what about this and that? Yeah, I know. I just I, you'd see the main headlines, and I never really look into it because it was all just it was a first like it was a fad. Like it was you can't affect it anyway. No, I can't affect it. I can't. I can just keep training. Like that's all. I just hope for the best. As a heavyweight, you don't look like you fight like some of the heavyweights we've seen. And Ireland's had some excellent heavyweights. We haven't had an Olympian heavyweight since 1996, Carlo Grady. But there's been some great, great heavyweights since. You just were unlucky not to get over the line. I think it like in my era, I think the two Reynolds brothers. I always thought Tommy McCarthy would, would make it there because he could pack a punch at heavyweight. And Con Sheehan obviously had the silky skills from the neck of the woods Sean Turner talented heavyweight as well like and just you know didn't really seem to get anybody to the Olympics what's it like fighting for you as an amateur heavyweight what do you make of the standard and stuff like that because when I see you fighting you kind of look like you fight like a featherweight or maybe certainly a middleweight you're bringing skills to the 90 you know to the 90 plus K division that uh, are rare I think yeah people say that like I don't lose people say I don't I don't box like a heavyweight but like I don't like that that what do you like? How do you say it? Like the what they expect? It, what they expect of a heavyweight? You like, think they're they're disrespecting heavyweights, saying heavyweights have no skills or something like that? Uh, kind of, it's yeah. kind of put us all in the same bracket. Like, but like, I don't think that I try not to box like a heavyweight. I think it's just the environment. Of, like, I try and train is the same as. Dean Clancy, Kelly Harris, the lads, I try and try and try and the same as them are even harder. Like, yeah, but um, I think heavyweights have a bad rap for just being lazy and just not wanting to be working. Not in your case, no, no, no. I'm trying to, and not from what you've seen, I'm sure, from international competition either. Like, no, international competitions, right? Yeah, and it's you're gonna make you're gonna mix of everything. Like, I had a great, I had a great. A great four fights in, that, in the European Games last week. I had Nanazani and the Greek uh, 
had a ball. That must have been a tough one because, yeah, we saw last year you made your step up. So, obviously, at the uh, European under 22 level, you went bronze, then gold, didn't you? So, yeah. it looked like then we were all getting excited thinking this guy has the goods. And, and when, but the only difficulty will be when you step up to kind of like man level, you know, as a young heavyweight, all those issues about man strength. And I'll ask you about is that a factor? But at the European, at the European Championships last year, there was good reason to get excited. And I think it was three minutes and three seconds into your debut or something. Was it the third or fourth second of the second round? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was my first big step up to seeing uh, boxing. It was the middle of the year. It was not long. There wasn't much happening at the start of the year. It was very just. That was that was the only tournament last year for us. That was the only funding tournament for us last year to get onto the funding. The, uh, the European Championships right. and had great great camp beforehand was feeling great and then got into the first fight got last six draw last 16 against Greece uh, had a great first round thought I picked it up thought I won it easily uh, handy enough but we just got it just nicked it 3-2 and then uh, 10 seconds into the second round we got caught a headbutt and then I think it was a small elbow which just opened up just under my eyebrow and then that was that was the, the dream gone then the dream was over that was everything that was everything over very quickly but uh, no it didn't really let it affect me I didn't I didn't get let my emotions run over about it I just took it as like, there was nothing I could do in that moment like I could have went mad I could have started screaming yeah and absolutely and yeah. saying this is a joke but like I just let it ride like like you get stitched up your tournament is over your chance at winning funding is, is over for now. Did, did they help you was there any other further assistance um, no I never got on the card of funding last year or even even this year the card of funding but um, so you must have had your coaches in your ear telling you listen you're talented you're going to get there don't worry about it there's always next year or something but always what, had still. what were you doing for like um, a living for money you know in the if you if you don't get a chance to be funded you're you're obviously an adult you know you've got um, hey places you want to go before I uh, partnered up with Chadwick so I just had to walk the odd Saturday and walking here there just getting small small sponsorships from before I went like I can only use a, like before I went to the European Championships as a platform I can only use really that as the platform just for a couple of quid off a small company or just that was a nice deal uh, getting a Chadwick sponsorship as well not, not, not enough boxers get a sponsorship I don't know why the sport has always struggled to attract sponsors but when I saw that I thought there's hope there's hope for the future and maybe the, the fact that you are like a, a young Dublin heavyweight that's a lot going for you maybe that did help him go on or how did that association get made first of all um, well I just got in talks with them and then they they took a gamble on me like they took a gamble on a 20 year old 20 year old heavyweight to qualify for the Olympic Games and I've driven them happy now yeah but uh, I have to give them pro- I have to give them many thanks like they, they took they, they took a gamble yeah they took a gamble yeah I mean someone told them to take a gamble I'm sure someone told them this is a good bet to make but and they, they, they made their I'm bet. sure you told them when you met them I'm gonna get it no I was very adamant I told them I, I, when, I, when I sat down with their um, to CEO Patrick and um, I told them what I wanted to do and what I have to do to get there and but I was adamant and I presume they believed me yeah so like 
at this stage now, um, coming into this year, 2023, you've cemented your place as Ireland's top heavyweight, you know, with another elite title. And uh, you've probably put down the cut last year against Greece to stroke a bad luck. You know, it happens, fighters. Every fighter on the team has probably had that happen to them at some stage. So you, you must be confident coming into this year as well. Another year, another year stronger, a lot more development. Yeah, yeah I'm, still, I'm still learning every day. Like I'm in all aspects of life, not just boxing. Like I'm just picking up, just trying to learn as much as possible. Uh, just trying to enjoy the process. That's the main thing. Because I, I don't want to focus too much on the destination, get there, and then when it's over, I look around with my, with my hand on my head. I want to just I want to enjoy this, this whole year right up to so it. take everything. Out. Yeah, go to the European Games for a minute. Like your first fight, like Greece, there is the pressure there of you know redemption against the, against Greek. But you, you came out and you just had a job to do and you swarmed through. You know you didn't really look like you had any hangups last week. No, big time. Yeah, it was a big. Uh, I didn't want to get too heavily involved in the first round, so I kind of sat back and I thought I'd done enough to clear it. But I think I think I, I won or I, I think I could have lost that first round three two, and then I kind of just said to myself, "Here, I have to don't risk getting caught again." Because I, I, he's a dirty, he's a dirty fighter. Like we watched him a million times. He's el- heads, elbows, er- shoulders, anything. He just he throw anything on the way out. Like um, most of the team needed to get was it to the quarterfinals to semis. Needed to get to the semifinals. Semis, yeah. You needed to qualify for the final. So you'd go to, you'd go an extra leg along with Evo. As me and Ethan, yeah. yeah, your job and was Sean Larry as well. You have to get to the final. Sean as okay. well. Yeah. So there was three of us. There was a uh, so the pressure on your shoulders in that semi final, like it, you know what I mean. You've, you've, you've secure, you know, you, you want to qualify for the Olympic Games. That's your whole life's goal. How do you square it up with performing as well? Like everything kind of seemed to come together. Between us, I had no pressure. Like, I had nothing to lose. He had everything to lose. He was he was a Tokyo Olympian and European silver medalist last year. He's been around the block. He's been in Thai fights. Cuban born. He's been in Thai fights with the likes of uh, world champ, two time world champion, Muslim Magomedov. He's been with everyone. So. I had nothing to lose. I, I already had my bronze medal in the bag. Anything else was just a bonus. But I, 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 I knew I wanted. I knew I wanted that. That, that the Paris Olympics like. that's class like, I'm surprised to hear that there was no pressure on your shoulders because you know, no, there's a lot riding on it like, but. not really like, I've said this and I said this to, to RT last week like, every other fight prior to the semi-finals was an Olympic qualifying fight as well because mm-hmm. if I lost that I was like, yeah. and, and the Olympic change was gone so it was all the same like yeah, but maybe the, I suppose it's the feel. I'm not like trying to go. You should have felt pressure, but you know when it's so close, touching distance. I guess that's why. You, oh, touching you distance. Like when I was walking out, I just look. Well, I I tried to like enjoy it. Like I just I was so determined that I didn't I didn't feel any nerves like when I was walking out because previously when I won the quarterfinals and everyone else won the quarterfinals they were getting the tickets yes yeah but I was getting not I was just standing there with my head in my hands just just saying I have to do this again but um, now when I was walking out I knew, I knew the Olympic 20 were over there when I could see all the, the tickets on the table and I was like I'm not even here behind it it was some performance against uh, the Spanish Cuban fella like uh, you know you had it all to do he had a lot more experience than you best win of your career I'm sure you feel or uh, yeah if you want to put it on paper I'd say yeah, yeah. paper would be my, my, my best win today 
But um, it was it was a big moment. Tell us about the emotional uh, release after qualifying for the Olympic Games, because like according to your coach JP, was saying how you're a cool customer. You know what I mean? You don't get too high, you don't get too low. But he could see, he could see in you the release after you did qualify for Paris. He could see maybe the years just milling out and a bit of celebration. Yeah, a lot came out there. I, just, like, I, 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 no matter what happened, no matter what, I won before. Like that, nothing would ever make me drop down. Um, everything just I let I let it let it everything you know everything just exhaled and I took it in but it still hasn't it still hasn't settled in yet like maybe because of how far away the Olympics are but you seem to have a good mentality as well you're, ta- you're not talking about getting too high you can celebrate the, celebrate the good moments when they come but there's still another job to do as well for you next year and it's, it's a long way away oh yeah it was only a, it's, a, it's a big it was a big it was a big huge stepping stone but it's a permanent stepping stone it's, it's like qualified tickets yeah. going I'm there I don't have to don't have to do anything else now did it affect you the following day in the final against the Italian did it after the, all the emotional release and stuff did it, did it kind of Kind of, yeah, because every other the first three fights I had a day rest after. Not to come back down so much, you know, but just to get my head wrapped around the book. It was between us it was tough because uh, I qualified that night and then I had to go back. Uh, weight was fine, so I just had a small bit of dinner and I went up to relax. The phone was getting flooded and I was just trying to keep I was trying to just settle myself down. Focus on the, the next day, but uh, I don't know comfortably. But yeah, the phone, I'd I say the phone was a tough one, all right. After you qualify, you want it, you're, you're getting messages from people, your loved ones, and they want to congratulate you, share the moment. But you've got another job there, was it? So I wonder how many messages did you have? Uh, how many notifications did you have on Instagram? Or uh, hundreds upon hundreds. Um, I got you now, I got you well. I got you now. Just now, I just knocked them out. They would kill me there if they were all sitting there. Oh, you can't, yeah. How many? Uh, I've got a gene email account I think one of them were like something like 8,000 in the inbox or something yeah, I have one of them as well <laughs> <laughs> well you know, I don't mind the emails the emails can stay they there, can stay there um, spam but no you wouldn't leave the Instagram ones go no I got back to everyone as quick as I could so it, was every, it, was, it wasn't just my mom. it was my, my family's mom, my friends mom, and everyone just the, the community yeah. the country everyone that's good yeah, it's, it's, yeah exactly that's a great way to put it all right um, so now next what's what's like we saw the team qualified five for the Olympic Games you believe um, next year at the world qualifiers the hope is to get even more over the line get another five or get another few over the line at least um, how do you think the team performed overall team, team qualified amazing um, just a couple of unlucky decisions that's what I think just held us back I'm not going to say names right now but it's a couple of a couple of the fights should have been ours. Yeah. I think but um no I I'm I I I I wouldn't be surprised if a full team qualified. Yeah, I think I think there'll definitely be more than five going to Paris next year anyway. And and what's it been like for you since you've been working in the Irish high performance uh, system? Because obviously you know your coach here your coach is here at uh down from JP to, to James, one of the finest in the country and you know send you up as a as a polished diamond. Do you go to the uh Irish elite team and, and everyone speaks so highly of Zoranti and what he can add to your game and all. How has it been for you since you stepped into the Irish uh, elite squad? Uh, it's it's been amazing. I first stepped in in 2021. I uh, four weeks before my leaving sir. I was still in school at the time in sixth year and uh, Bernard invited me in. Bernard was the high performance director at the time. He invited me in. 
wanted to have a look at me for potentially send me away to the under twenty my first under twenty kills. And I had to make the decision, but I got lucky at the time. Uh because it was COVID, I could rather sit my leaving cert or I can uh, get predictive grades. Right. So I took predictive grades, packed my bags, went into the performance. <laughs> and uh back when the rest of the country was sitting down doing their leaving cert, I was over in the Brutti in Italy, uh boxing for my first uh <laughs> European Championship on our way and how did the, uh, the predicted grades go? The rich weren't bad <laughs> You're happy enough with them? Like bad. Thanks, to, <laughs> thanks to my teacher <laughs> <laughs> They looked after me but um, What school did you go to? Uh, Camp Healy Camp Healy um, No, it was, it's a great school they support, I had up so stuff you, you didn't even have to do a leaving sorry. Didn't spend, I didn't have to pick up I didn't have to pick up a pen <laughs> I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of your the fellow leaving cert students wouldn't have chosen to go to a boxing tournament and get punched in the head by the top international grade fighters. But maybe if they had a decade of training behind them, they might have gone for it. No, I always knew what I wanted to do, even in school. Like I didn't like school. Like I was nearly late every morning because we'd be running and training in the mornings, and then I'd have to rush, rush home, get a quick shower, and try and cycle, cycle as quick as I can up yeah. to school, and then just close by. Yeah, yeah, and then all I was thinking about was just going to the, going to the club after, or we'd, be going, we'd be going sparring, or I was never fully dedicated to school. You're fairly all in on boxing, like had it not been for, uh, for sport though, what do you think you'd be doing in life, what would you be looking at? I don't know, to, to, to be honest, I, I don't know. I actually don't know because I found I found it tough to stay in school because um, but I just didn't really enjoy it. Like, I just didn't enjoy it. Again, trade of some sort or whatever. I actually say I would have been in a, in a trade. I was only uh, when I was started working with Chadwick. They asked me what would I do if I wasn't boxing, but all my friends are tradies, so I probably would, I probably would have been a tradie too. No, I don't know what specifically now, but yeah, yeah. plenty of options. But uh, plenty of options. But boxing is in your future now. So next summer, like the. Olympic Games, uh, like tell us about the homecoming and did it start to did it start to uh, did it start to even sink in as you went back on your road and, and everyone celebrating you for becoming an Olympian, I suppose, primarily, even over the silver last week, which is a massive achievement. I'm just laughing now, I still can't believe we're saying that like it, 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 it still hasn't sunk in. I, like I'm, I'm, that's that's between us. Like, it hasn't sunk in that like going down to, to the Olympic Games next summer. Like and my work's done. Like and I just didn't. I never thought I'd do it that early. I'd write myself off, or not that I doubt myself. I never really doubted myself. But I said like it's alright if we don't. Like, if, if, you, if, had a, you had a get out clause. I had a little get out in my own head. Like if I didn't qualify, it's it's okay. Like but um, no, that's that's that would that would have been a main motivator for the semi. Ones, like that I didn't really get nervous I was just so determined because I, I didn't want to have to go through it all again and back through the training and preparation for the world qualifiers and like the, the thoughts in your head and the pressure and I just I just let it left it all on the line there so yeah, yeah put it all on the line and I uh, got the successes I took your shot and, and made it next summer um, are you doing are you approaching it the same way show up and perform your best and see what happens or are you saying to yourself I want a medal now uh, no no that's that was, like the dream wasn't just to get to the Olympics like I wouldn't I wouldn't write myself short in that now it was to get myself an Olympic podium and I don't think I'm that far, I don't think I'm far away from it we still have a lot of work to do, but do you have to improve a lot to get there from what um, you've seen last week? Oh, really? Just have to, a couple of tweaks and plenty of learning to do in the next year. Like, not not say I have predict, particular things to work on because I've my strengths and my weaknesses, but 
all of my weaknesses work. Some in some fights better than my strengths, but um, no, just a tweak. Well, one weakness you've got to learn to to work on. Um, might have been like if this would have been worked, worked well against the Italian because he learned, because he jumps in such a far distance and very springy. Like I, I had to keep that gap closed at all times, but at sometimes I didn't, and he was able to close that gap and jump in. But maybe, maybe if you want to say I have to work on that, picked like, up a bit of experience there. But, yeah. uh, no, I definitely I learned a lot. And uh, regards heavyweights, we we all know like. There's no limit, really. Like they can grow and grow. Are you going to be able to keep your frame? Do you think for another year you're not like? No, no, I've plenty of ground. Yeah. I've plenty of ground left. I um, I can put on. I, I, I believe I can put on more size and still, still make the weight comfortably. Okay, but um, I'm not in a big rush to grow the frame. A year, like plenty of ground over the next year. Yeah, plenty of. So, regards um, long-term aspirations, we've got the Olympic Games next year. Do you think maybe get a gold, get a silver, or even make it onto the podium, or whatever happens, even if you don't, is the professional uh, ranks in your in your future in the short term, or maybe would you think you'd go on another Olympic program? I don't know. I, don't, I, I generally don't know. I didn't. I had no aspirations to go professional until I went to the Cape Heather fight in the Tree Arena. And just, I was going to ask because I saw an Instagram post. I saw a picture of you there, and you said one day I'll be back to headline here, and it was Tree Arena, you know, full house, full of Dublin fans, and it was just different. So I had a fight there. Thomas Carthy electrified the crowd as well, like you know, and it just opened my eyes to what it actually could be like. Because I had a I had a bad picture of a box in my head that I just I didn't see I didn't see myself begging my family and friends to fly over and watch me every just for journeyman so to say yeah I that, I didn't see that as a part of my journey but I don't know I think I could if I if I set up if I set up big enough brand for myself that I could not call the shots but I could. I could do the way I wanted to, and not just the traditional way. You could create a movement of your own. I could create a movement of my own here, and yeah. I build my brand up big enough. That's that's my aspirations because I like doing things my way. But um, often in professional boxing, you employ a promoter, you employ a manager. You're meant to be the boss, but in reality, that's not the case. You are told where you're going. No, you're told no. where you're going. So you're, saying, you're a number. You're a number. Yeah. You're a number till you're up in the top three, and then still there, you don't call no shots. You do get more, a lot more clout in the initial negotiations if you have some Olympic hardware behind you, for sure. Like you know, if you have major medals behind you in the amateurs, you do get to call the shots a lot more. Yeah, but um, has anyone been in touch with you yet? Some managers, promoters, or anything like that? Because you know, a young Dublin heavyweight with dreams of Olympic gold medal like that's that's a hot commodity. Even now, at this stage, people will be looking to sign up some members of that Irish team from last week that didn't. Um, I know that there's deals kind of nearly in place for one or two boxers for after the Paris program or sooner. You know, so has anyone been in touch with you? No, no, yeah. Um, I'd say it's it's all due to the fact that. 
I got me thinking now it's not for a year so it's a long time anything can happen within that year and then there hasn't been any offers to the door I don't know if there will be or if there, if there, I don't know what, what the plan is but yeah. your self focus is on uh, no, I, have, I have a job to do in a year's time I'm sure you're going to do it as well like uh, you seem you seem like a cool guy you seem like a confident fella and the way you fight is just exciting man like electrified by this heavyweight journey that you're on so it's, it's pretty great thanks no, you've been there the whole, you've been there, there the whole way I've, I've seen you you've done some great stuff you know, like, uh, unlike other people trying to put me down but <laughs> really? thanks very much well you know that's what the media are good for <laughs> it you up and we put you there <laughs> <laughs> look at Jack Marty Ireland's uh, newest heavyweight Olympian thanks very much for joining us this week on the Rocky Road we wish you all the best next year in Paris mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.